Click, listen, enjoy. Broadcasting live worldwide. Thank you for tuning in to Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. You're listening to Talkline with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Welcome back to the program. I'm Zev Brenner. With us once again is Jesse Gestetner. He is a co-founder of OJPAC, the Orthodox Jewish Public Affairs Council, and he's involved in making sure that Orthodox Jews and Haredi Jews are not stereotyped in the media, and he has providing a lot of documentation to back up what he says. So, yes, it's good to have you back. Thank you, Zeph, for having me. How are you? Good, thank God. Thank God we live, unfortunately, in, in interesting and challenging times. And I'm hearing this even from some from people, Yassi. They're saying, like, what's going on? I look on Israeli media and I see that Haredim are burning the buses. I look at Montreal rabbis are being arrested and we're getting a rap having shuls and weddings open to full capacity in New York. So what's going on? And I'm embarrassed because of my others and people, non-religious Jews, saying what's happening to the Haredim. So you get this all the time. So how do you deal with it? Oh, so this is a loaded question, and there's a lot to uh, unpack here. So let's, let's try to address it. First of all, nobody has or nobody should have, you know, some sort of a uh, ill feeling, if you will, when a fellow person does something wrong that it's, you know, your own responsibility. That would be bigotry. If Zev Brenner does something wrong, doesn't mean that Yossi Gestetner is somehow responsible. I wouldn't be able to blame your mother for things that you do, do wrong. So, of course, you can't go and blame other Jews. Just because we share a similar lifestyle, uh, it would be bigoted to pass on blame to everyone as a collective or to feel any blame. So that's, uh, you know, for starters. So when people say, oh, this and this causes anti-Semitism, no. This and this you're now using as an excuse for anti-Semites. That's, that's an important way to go about these things. Then let's have a conversation about what's happening in many um, neighborhoods. Here in New York, for example, kept on reading in the, in the press, watching in media, listening from elected officials, repeatedly claiming that there is a disproportionate uh, lack of rule following regarding coronavirus among Orthodox Jews. And the question is, where's the proof? So people say, you want proof? Well, I'll show you this picture. Well, a, a, a photo doesn't show you the full picture. In other words, if you were to drive down now the West Side Highway with the thinking that white sedans drive reckless, then within two minutes you're going to start noticing a lot of white sedans, and all of them driving reckless. Having a photo or a focus on a specific type of community doesn't prove anything. The only proof that people would be able to use to show if rules are being followed or not you know, on a worse level than in other places is to look at the coronavirus death rate because apparently, or the claim at least is, at least is that if the rules work, and if people don't follow rules, it causes coronavirus to spread. And when coronavirus spreads, then it causes death. Okay, so we need to look at death rates in Orthodox Jewish populated areas uh, compared to other places and to see how the numbers are. 
And the fact is that whether you look in Orange County in Curious Joel or in Muncie in Rockland County or in Williamsburg in Borough Park, the numbers specifically in the city, you have it on, on the same source and the same chart, the death rate in Williamsburg and in Borough Park, and those include even non-Jews, is lower than you would than, than it is uh, borough-wide in Brooklyn, borough-wide Queens, city-wide, lower uh, than it is among African Americans, or and lower um, compared to Latinos. In fact, it's also lower compared to most people living in extreme poverty. People in poverty are much more likely to have died from coronavirus due to. Uh, more crowded living, maybe lack of access to health care. And if you look at data in the city, the death rate among people who are in extreme poverty or there's a high poverty rate in a certain community is worse than in other places. And the death rate in Orthodox neighborhoods of Bur Hashem um, considerably lower. So this means uh, either of two things. Either the rules don't work. That's why. That's why communities across New York who follow the rules still have worse coronavirus deaths. So if the rules don't work, what exactly are you busy bothering Orthodox Jews if they allegedly and as a collective don't follow the rules? Or the rules do work, and probably people in all communities all over New York did not follow the rules, and therefore their own communities have worse, their own communities have worse death rates than uh, do Orthodox Jews. But, but so there what, was a period so of time... So why, again, would you bother Orthodox Jews regarding rules um, if the problem is, is everywhere? The problem is everywhere, but unfortunately there was a period of time when the Orthodox Jewish community got hit very hard with COVID infections and death, and thank God it's better now. But there's still plenty of people being affected. There are certainly deaths that are taking place. And it's not just one person that you can have if 100, 400 people go to a wedding or a couple of thousand go to a wedding, and that gets portrayed yeah, in the so, media. So it, doesn't, it, doesn't help, it doesn't help the way people look at Orthodox Jews. I mean, Correct. So, so here's the thing. Uh, the, if we look at numbers now almost a year into the coronavirus, we see that all communities in New York City have been hit hard with coronavirus. If you look at the death rates in New York City, Brooklyn-wide, uh, Queens-wide, and among a list of racial and ethnic groups, everyone has been hit hard with coronavirus, sometimes at a different level. Now, just because some Orthodox Jews violate coronavirus different than everyone else, let's say because people in our community would be more likely to attend a wedding or a religious service, doesn't mean that people in the rest of New York don't violate the rules. And I know that people violate, violate the rules by simply looking at the death rate that it's so much worse in many communities than it is among Orthodox Jews. So just, just because they many, violate the rules, I mean, we should be violating the rules? No, 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 no. It's not about, no, it's not about the, if it means people should. It means that if Orthodox Jews are more likely to violate the rules by form of going to pray or to a wedding, doesn't make it worse than the other ways and means how people in other communities violate the rules. The point is that humans... People as a society continuously violate the rules, as seen from the number of deaths, where to some extent the claim at least is that there's a direct correlation between following rules and the number of deaths. So therefore, just because Orthodox Jews, some of some Orthodox Jews 
are more likely to violate the rules in the context of a uh, wedding or a congregation doesn't make it more, uh, you know, more of a problem in need of outsized and generalized coverage in media than how people in all other societies or, you know, in all other communities would violate rules. That's the point. Now, now of course, everyone has a responsibility for themselves that if they are under the weather, that they shouldn't go out, that they, that they should uh, uh, get checked out. People have a personal responsibility. We are not talking now about the personal responsibility that people have to make sure that they should be well and their family should be taken care of. And if they have any symptoms or indication or any uh, strong exposure to someone with coronavirus, that they need to uh, follow guidelines to make sure that they don't become vectors to spread it. But this conversation mm-hmm. is what people in every every community should have, and in all families, and in all congregations, and in all schools should have. But this conversation that needs to be reminded and encouraged and strengthened that people should be responsible in how they behave is not a path for people in politics or in government to generalize Orthodox Jews and to give disproportionate coverage on Orthodox Jews regarding the following of rules. Because, again, as I said, if death rates is the way to measure how bad or good a certain neighborhood community behaves in following the rules, then most communities in New York City have worse rates than Orthodox Jews. But the, but, but, the optics, but the optics are there. You're absolutely right, but the optics are there. That's unfortunate because people, if you have, you know, a few hundred people of people wearing, you know, kaftans and payas and, you know, and black hats, it certainly is a different impression than if just people are just partying uh, someplace on Long Island, which certainly is the case. No, I, I no, oh, you see, so, so, that, so, that's, so that's exactly the point. I don't think there's any legitimate, uh, you know, let's, let, uh, let me back up here. I always tell people in media, you know, uh, when they tell me, Yossi, I don't understand. It's a story, and we need to cover And we need to cover the story. I say, you need to operate by a simple rule. If the story in general, the tone of the story, uh, and the wording of the story were to involve African Americans, Latinos, or Muslims, how would you cover it? If you would use in those instances, language that you want to use here, then I guess you're doing your job. But if you are willing to use an Orthodox Jews, whether to make a story about something and to blow it out of proportion and to generalize it and, and to make a drama out of it, if, if you want to test yourself to see if it's really a news or just you picking on a way of life because it's easy, then try to change the name of the story instead of Orthodox Jews, African Americans, Latinos, Muslims, and then t- and then come back to me how you would cover it. Now, how important factor when you have elected officials that pick and sort of only stress the Orthodox Jewish community? For example, just the other day when the President Trump was about to give out pardons and Shelley Silver's name was mentioned as a possible person that would get a pardon, Governor Cuomo on a radio show pretty much was talking about the fact, and, and he was said to the talk show host that basically speaking that if he gets out it's because he's doing a favor for someone in the Jewish community, a favor for a donor, which was uncalled for. But these are kind of remarks that are made, or even when they picked on the community in Brooklyn uh, during the height of the COVID, we had the mayor and the governor. So how 
much of a factor is that also in making things worse where people tend to look down on the community that's that's uh that's exactly the, the that's exactly the problem um i think the quote from the governor was that you know maybe he's doing a favor for someone in the jewish community unquote um it's an outrageous way to address the issue of someone trying to get clemency because so many pardons for so many people uh gets to the top of the list because there are people within that person's, um, you know, religious community or ethnic community or organizational setting trying to advocate and to lobby for a change. And, um, you know, how would how would Como feel that when he gives pardons and he has the power to give clemency, um, if someone were to say, oh, maybe he's helping someone from a Latino, uh, maybe he's giving this person a pardon because he wants to help someone from the Latino community or the African American. It's the same concept that I that told you a minute ago regarding reporters. Elected officials, whether it's Bill de Blasio in New York City, Como statewide, Steve Noir is the county executive in Rockland County, uh, Ed Day, sorry, uh, Steve Noir is the county executive in Orange County, Ed Day the executive in Rockland County. The test is simple. Would you speak this way about and against and of any other large community? If you would, then the, then the conversation is fair. But you wouldn't, so cut it out. And Governor Como, like in a matter of, 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 of like 24 hours a couple of months ago, was busy, you know, yelling about Orthodox Jews and then saying that African Americans and Latinos have been hit the hardest in New York State, and therefore African Americans and Latinos need to be the first to be helped with vaccines. So I understand. A minute ago, when it avows Orthodox Jews that they have been allegedly hit uh, worse than most other communities, you package it as being a blame of the community as a collective. You, you're blaming victims for their demise, allegedly, you know, alleged outsized number. But when the same issue involves people from uh, multiple other communities, you become all touchy and lovely that you want to give care. How, how is that normal? In other words, based on what and he's course, saying, the Orthodox Jews should have gotten the vaccines first. And when Parker got it, there, there was a whole hole below. Ex- exact, exactly the point. So if, if, you know, if it's so true that Orthodox Jews have been hit hard you know, because of their own doing, uh, you know, you know, first of all, again, it, it, would you use this blame on people from different communities who have been harder? But if, if, if the numbers are true, if it's true, how are all these zip codes in Orthodox areas not on top of the list of vaccines? And the answer is that, sadly, many communities across the city have been hit way harder than the Orthodox Jewish population. And, now, of course, we can't push this point too strong because then people would say, yeah, of course, you know, Orthodox Jews, they, they, you know, they have access to doctors and to clinics and health care. You know, uh, they, they have privilege that so many other communities uh, don't have. So you can't win. Because if the coronavirus death numbers are bad in Orthodox communities compared to others, oh, look how bad those Jews are. And if we have, you know, numbers that are considerably better than other communities, yeah, of course, they have so much access to health care and their private organizations. It's a privileged, well-connected community. And this, by the way takes us to where this conversation started, and let's try to wrap up with this. 
if someone wants to be a bigot against the community, it's not the action that causes the, the bigotry. The action is just the excuse. Because a bigot will criticize you if too many people in your community died, that it's your own fault. And the bigot would then turn around and blame you if there aren't enough deaths, so to speak. So it's never the action of the victim of bigotry that causes a bigot to pop off. This isn't. This is not what causes things to happen. So the question I have for you, as we wrap up, Yossi, is what can we do? Because there is a bias, and today we're supposed to be inclusive, but yet when it comes to attacking our community, whether it's in in Orange County, in Rockland, in Lakewood, the Borough Park, they seem to be getting a bum rap in the media. Even today in Washington, Mother Jones did a story about one of the appointees to the Biden administration making a hint that, you know, they gave money to a cause. They had to retract it. But everything becomes a story. If it's an Orthodox Jew, there's a different standard than for other people. Correct, correct. And and this is exactly why so many large communities um, across the United States have organizations like OJPAC, whose work is to help, you know, facilitate facts, figures, uh, accurate information, you know, uh, commentary and context to media to help give people in media tools that if they want to have a fair report, that the information uh, um, and the commentary should be available. But also, on the other hand, if someone, uh, you know, intentionally tries to malign a whole a way of life, a whole community of people in ways that wouldn't be done to anyone else, then those things need to be called out. And called out would mean that if someone has social media, uh, you know, and, and, and they see that a reporter is blatantly unfair, yes, you, you have you have the right and the responsibility even to respond to the reporter. You know, don't, don't use uh, insane language, don't threaten, don't be crazy, just be mature and responsible about it, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn and YouTube, whatever, whatever. And at times it's, it can be helpful to contact uh, editors of publications. Most, most uh, newsroom uh, editors have their phone numbers and emails uh, readily available. It doesn't mean they always pick up or they always respond, but many editors uh, read, uh, you know, so, so it's, it's it's helpful to reach out as individuals. It's helpful that if people are on social media and they can be so kind and to follow us on, uh, you know, these main institutions such as Twitter and Facebook, uh, you know, to help us get our message out there, which a lot of times is proactive, just information and uh, and statistics. For example, the point about the death rate, it's a it's it's information that we placed on our website and. Facebooked it and tweeted it uh, earlier this week. So it's information that can be helpful for anyone who wants to have a conversation regarding the Orthodox community. Uh, and you have access, share it, like it. You know, please help us get our message out there. That's uh, that, that's uh, that's an amazing help. Absolutely. If people want to get more information from OJ Pack, how can they do so? Yeah. So the best uh, the best path is to visit OJ Pack OJPAC.org. Although it has the name PAC, it's Public Affairs Council. It's not a political action committee. It's a 501c3 um, recognized by the IRS as a nonprofit institution. Uh, and I greatly appreciate uh, your friendship throughout the years. 
you are you are uh, you know very fair to me and open to me going back well, uh, I think more than a decade. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Uh, Listen, and, I like what you're doing because it's important because you need somebody from the community to address the media, and sometimes we don't. And because sometimes when the media calls to get a comment, they'll get no comment from a lot of leaders. You know that I know. Correct. That. Yeah. So I, I have I have I have encouraged a lot of people within the community. Uh, from Jersey to New York, all over the place, to try to accommodate journalists and reporters that those who want to be fair should at least have the ability to speak to someone, have a better understanding, sometimes on, back, on background. And these things have gotten better throughout the years. And there are many newsrooms that today um, would not cover things that they covered a decade ago, not because they're doing someone a favor in this community. It's just they understand, okay, we need to apply to people in this community the same standard that we would in any other community. And if you wouldn't run it about African-Americans, Latinos, or Muslims, or we would run it with certain sensitivities and clarity and not innuendo and generalizations, then Orthodox Jews deserve the same. And uh, there are many newsrooms in general, and there are many reporters specifically who who uh, who do this. And uh, it's because our work is so effective. And But, but I, I can't be in all places at all times, and therefore I do encourage uh, voices and activists and leaders across this community that when a reporter reaches out, you know, try at least, if you, if you don't want to talk on camera, you're not comfortable or you think you're going to get sandbagged, fine, at least speak to the reporter in background to give information and perspective and context, which may help um, generate a fair report. And fair reporting has a direct result on government policy. The way, you know, the way... Uh, government unleashed hell on Borough Park a couple of months ago is a direct result of media coverage. And media coverage is a direct result of a lot of times how politicians behave. So it becomes a, a whole operation. So it's not just, you know, someone covers you in an unfair way. When, when things aren't covered right, rights of people get abused and crushed, whether at the hands of anti-Semites in the streets or people who are abusive in the private sector or in government. Um, and therefore, it is very important to have um, even-handed reporting. Absolutely, and you're doing a great job, so I thank you for being with us. Continuous success, and uh, you do a lot in trying to get a positive image for our community in the media. Jessica Statner is a I'm, I'm, I Thank you very much. I, uh, I, I'm not trying to focus on a positive. I'm focusing on an accurate. If something is negative and it's fair to report, then fine, report. What are you going to do? It's not about the positive. It's about being accurate and fair. But I appreciate your point, yes. No, but the, but the point is though, that the media sometimes accentuates the negative. They don't really pick up the positive, and they really right. should. So it's not just defending right. when they do something negative. I think also it's trying to get them to cover some of the positive stories, too. That should be That's part of the story as well. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. If, 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 people, if, people, are, if people in media are so, uh, you know, think that Orthodox Jews deserve such outsized coverage— then it needs then it needs to work it needs to work on on, on all sides on all directions the institutions that are incorporated in this community which make it so much easier for government in so many ways uh, from law enforcement to 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 emergency to general i mean the idea of homelessness is is practically non-existent in in this community and and this isn't and this isn't by this isn't by mistake this is by design, a community that is centered on family, on community values, on helping each other. It doesn't mean that everyone 
has a perfect life here. This, this is not what it means. It doesn't mean that every poor person has all of the challenges and issues taken care of. But homelessness in this community is almost non-existent, and this makes and this makes it so much easier for government and for and for people in neighboring you know who live in the neighborhood. That's that's just one that's just one example. Absolutely, um, and the, and really and, that's and really the com- there's a community. Jessica Stadner, co-founder of OJPAC, the Orthodox Jewish Public Affairs Council. Thank you for being with Thank you for what you're doing. Look forward to having you back again. Amen. Thanks for having me. And we're going to be right back. Don't go away. Stay tuned. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Talk Line Radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the Talkline Network and Talkline's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at talklinenetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community.